My name is David Hansel, and I'm a spiritual medium. I've been speaking to the spirit folk since I was a very young child, and a near-death experience in 2015 brought me a bigger perspective, so I decided to take on my mediumship and answer questions for people. This is Mystic Stew, and if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole, let's begin. So welcome back to Mystic Stew. My name is David Hansel. I'm a spiritual medium. And recently I had posted on my Facebook group, which is called The Spirit Experience, um, for people to ask questions. I made a post. Uh, just says, ask me about anything spiritually or something from the other side. So I'm going to take the opportunity during this podcast to answer those questions. So let's get into it. The first question is from Tammy and her question is is my son's spirit one of the orbs I see in my room nearly every night or is it someone else she had posted the video uh, in the Facebook group and although there was a lot that weren't orbs there were a couple that from my experience seeing weren't they weren't dust particles um, they had a direct path that they were going on which is something that a real orb would do it it have a sense of where it was going and not just you know free falling and they also make their own light uh, from what I gather so an orb should be able to be lit up even without a flash on your camera or anything you should still be able to see it now uh, she did put out a second video and she did a small clip and those two orbs that came across the body were coming across the body they looked like they had some place to go so i would assume that most likely um that is uh, a spiritual orb or an orb a real one and she had her son i believe that had passed away and the feeling is most likely he does visit her i can't say for certain if that was him but i'm going to say that most likely it probably is it's just the way that they come through um, the second question, and thank you, Tammy, by the way. The second question came from Debbie. Debbie G.S. She knows who she is. Holy shamoli. Um, She said, hi, David. I'd love it if you could address this. There are certain people in the paranormal community who say things like, don't get cremated or you'll end up feeling it when they burn the body. I know what my thoughts are about this, but was wondering if you could please address this. What happens when the soul leaves the body and does it matter what you choose to have done with the remains of your earthly vessel? Thank you. Debbie, that is a good question and it's also a funny question. So first let's, let's respond with logic. For anybody in the paranormal community or any medium or anybody spiritual, we know for a fact that the soul leaves the body behind. You're no more attached to it anymore. That soul is gone. Once you, once you leave the body, it's gone. So there is no physicalness to you anymore. There's no way for you to even feel a burn or anything else. I mean, if you thought about it, if that's the case, if you didn't cremate yourself because you'd feel the burn, why would you put yourself in a box and be buried six feet under so you could feel bugs eat you and your stomach acids take away your body? I mean, it's really quite silly. I'm not making fun of it. But no, you don't feel a burn from your cremation. That's absolutely something you'd hear in a horror movie. I think you might want to tell those people they're watching way too many horror movies. 
because that is absolutely not true. And my proof is it from even when I had my near death or when I was in the hospital unconscious, I felt zero pain, zero, nothing. Uh, it's a different feeling than you can describe here. And it's a wonderful feeling. It's the feeling you're used to. And it's almost as crazy as like in religion when people say they wanted, you know, a lot of times they bury the body because and put, you know, a pillow and make it so pretty and all that stuff because people believe that when Jesus comes back or whatever they believe that he's going to resurrect all the bodies. So basically you're just in a slumber. You're sleeping until Jesus comes back. But your body is going to be pretty messed up by the time he comes back. I mean, it's been sitting underground in a coffin, so I can't really see if you're resurrected, you probably wouldn't look too good. I don't know. Maybe they have some magical explanation for he touches your body and it immediately turns back to exactly the way it was. I don't know. I can tell you this though, in all honesty, without kidding, it doesn't matter what you do with your body. When you leave, you will not feel anything from it. You no longer have an attachment to that body. Okay. The next question. Thank you, Debbie, by the way. Uh, the next question is from Lynn and Lynn says, how can I tell if I have a gift? Sometimes it feels like I do. I'm going to tell you this, my dear, everybody is gifted. Everybody on this planet is psychic. Everybody on this planet has the ability to do what a medium does. Um, to what degree that depends, uh, depends on, did you come in with it? Did you have a calling for it? And did you work at it? Psychic gifts, although they're there, they're naturally there. You do have to work at them. They're a muscle just like in your body. If you never work out, you're never going to have big biceps or big triceps or big pecs or be able to run or do anything like that. You have to work out. You have to work your body. Same thing goes for psychic abilities. If you have something like claircognizance, which is something everybody has, and claircognizance is basically clear knowing. Clair means clear. So you just kind of know things for a reason. Uh, like when the phone rings and you pick it up and it's your mom. But you knew your mom was going to call for some reason. You just go, hey, that's got to be my mom. And you pick it up. She goes, hello, dear. You know, that was your mom. That's claircognizance. That's psychic ability. Any gift that you have, I would say, go look up some of the clairs. Clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, you know, claircognizance. And see if you connect to any of those. And then try working on them. Um clear audience is something I've had since a child and I didn't, I had to work on it. I mean, I heard everything, but I didn't, wasn't able to decipher everything right away. I heard it as thoughts at first and then it started coming in as actual, um, tones or it actually moved the hairs on my eardrum, which means that the sound was coming from outside my head and not in the head. That doesn't happen all the time. Some people claim that that's how they hear it. But I've always said, if you heard it like that every time, your reading should be 100% accurate. 100%. You should be able to pick up anything and hear it. But most of the, like Claire audience, it comes from within. They're very strong thoughts. And sometimes the thoughts aren't in your own voice. Like if you read a book aloud to yourself or just read a book to yourself, you can hear yourself in your head saying the words. Now imagine sitting there and hearing the words in your head, but it's a different voice. That's the clear audience like I have. 
So just work at it and find out which one you have. And that's just by discovery, basically. Once you discover one, work on that particular gift. And then if you can use it for something, spirit will open up the other ones for you. All right. Janice asked this question. Thank you, Lynn. Janice says, why can't I feel my husband around me who passed in November like I could feel my parents after they passed? It is kind of hard to say, and I wrote her back. Um, you have to give it time. We don't, not everybody who goes over right away uh, can communicate right away. There could be many reasons why. Maybe they're still looking around. Maybe they're doing stuff. Maybe they had things to work on, their inner self that they're doing, and maybe that's why. Or maybe it's just not important at this time for them it might be important for you but it also might be important for you not to hear from them i don't know the reason but that could happen um all my grandparents who have left who had left um like my grandfather who had left came to see me really quite soon like a couple weeks or month uh, my grandmother was basically overnight then i had uh, another grandfather who passed away and i didn't hear from him at all for years and years and years and years. I didn't know why, but the grandmother, his wife, I heard from her really quickly. It all depends. Um, I've never asked him why it took him so long. I'm just glad he showed up. And uh, most of my friends who have passed away, I, I heard from them right away. Um, but it really does depend. Just be, be aware is probably the best word I can use. If all you know, they have been sending signs and you're just not seeing them and that's not their fault. They try. So just be aware of everything and think about that person. Maybe you take a picture of that person and sit with it for a while and think of really happy memories and thoughts, not the sad things, because that's what a lot of people do. They think of sadness. Sadness is very low vibration. That emotion is very low vibration. Sadness, anger, envy, all those. It's hard for spirit to get through, through those emotions. It's like walking through pea soup. It's like really thick, okay? So just just give it some time and it should happen eventually. And then let's see. Thank you. The next one is from uh, Therese. She says, hi, David. Thank you so very much. Do I need to take more classes, courses to strengthen my abilities in channeling animal communication, clear cognizance, etc.? I always tell people, listen, you can take classes. We've all taken classes of some sort. I still come across certain classes that I'll take just because I want to know more or know how it's taught or get another perspective on it. Most of the things that I have, I learned from spirit or else it just kind of came in. That's why I don't teach uh, mediumship classes much, uh, not like a big class. I can give pointers and so on and so forth, and I'll probably do a couple classes on that just to help people with their own you know, connection to spirit. Um, because some of the stuff that I do, I can't teach it, um, so I don't know. But I always say, yeah, take as many classes as you want, and know that you don't have to spend a billion dollars. I mean, if a class is too expensive for you, then don't take it. They will point you in the direction of what to do, okay? A lot of things can be free um, if you can't afford it. Just like people always tell mediums, you got to sit in circle, which is long explanation, but I'm just going to say it. You got to sit in circle, which means you sit with people every week 
in a circle and you practice mediumship. There aren't circles everywhere. You can't find them everywhere. So what do you do? Well, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be a medium. It means that you just do it at home and you figure out how to do it. Take, uh, take little courses here and there. Ask spirit to direct you somewhere. Pay attention to the signs that come through. They'll bring you classes that you need to take. You know, they'll keep putting something in front of your face over and over. If it keeps being put in front of your face, go ahead and probably take that class. But it might help then. Thank you, Therese. Um, let's see. Stephanie asks, do auras vary in size? Um, well, they're around the person. They're around the physical body, pretty much. Um, I, I can't say they vary in size, but I guess they would. It all depends on where they are. Some people see the aura more around the head. Some people see it around the body. So, you know, around the head would be smaller than seeing around the body. So I guess everything can vary. Yeah, that's going to be the answer to that. Auras can vary in size and expansion. Um, Jill asks, is there hope for a connection relationship in my future? Are my guides near me? I feel completely alone. Uh, well, yeah, but the thing is, remember this, you just said a key thing. Um, I feel completely alone. The universe gives you exactly what you feel. So if you constantly say, I feel alone, if you constantly say, I'll never find someone, if you constantly say, I'll never win the lottery, if you constantly say, I have bad luck, that is exactly what the universe is going to give you. I had said a long time ago when I was with my friend India to somebody that pretend that the universe doesn't speak English. It goes by your feelings. So whatever feeling you're portrayed, the universe says, oh, cool, I'm going to give them more of that because that's what you're asking for. Take a positive shift. There is a relationship in your future. I really wouldn't worry about that. Just let it happen. A lot of times if a relationship doesn't come to us, it's usually because there's some work that we need to do on us or there's some kind of something we need to do to help others that a relationship might interfere with. All right. Thank you, Jill. Asha says, hi, David. I always wondered how we can still connect to those we love on the other side if we also believe in reincarnation they might be back here on earth plane uh living happily and we are still trying to connect to a past version of them how did that work um it's confusing but here's how it works you me and everybody else on this planet are not fully here this is just a part of you having an experience so your soul is able to split off into different pieces and go have experiences and then you gather back into the main soul again so if uh, I, I, okay, let's say that I was a lady named Mildred back in the 1890s, but I'm here now. So if somebody wanted to contact Mildred, they'd still be able to because that part of me is still with the higher self. So it can still be contacted. You're not fully here at this point. Keep this in mind. You are just a drop of water out of a puddle that is you. So pretend you're a puddle. Somebody took an eyedropper, took a little bit of water out and placed it on earth. And that's the piece of water having the experience now. And then when that piece of water is done, it goes back into that uh, little puddle of water, which is you. And then you as a little puddle of water are a part of another bigger part of water, which is another bigger part of water, which would then be the creator, which is the whole ocean of everything. So that's how that's done. Okay. 
Mary and Brooks about my family. Will they get on? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> they will. That's all I can say. They will eventually. Remember, everybody has their own journey and their own path. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Just let them get on. Let everybody do what they need to do. And just kind of stand by when needed and walk away when it's not needed. Um, Deanne. Thank you, Marianne. Deanne, my life has fallen apart. I fixed it with help from my family and friends. Why am I still suffering? Same reason before, Deanne. Believe that things are working out in your favor. That's not just a law of attraction doing it. You know the law of attraction, all the videos I tell you, just believe it, you believe, and it comes to you, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's all like some 10-minute YouTube video that tells you this. No, there is more to it. It's not just that 10 minutes. You need to know all of it. There's a lot of things that come into play. I would probably say use the law of germination. Plant the seed of what you want to happen. Once you do that, the universe has to let it start growing. Then you just have to nurture it. Then you do the law of action. Place the one foot forward, and then the rest will follow you. Try to believe that things are better. And remember that you're not alone. That's the key thing here. Everybody's problems, uh, everybody's problem is probably uh, a better version of somebody else's problem, which means there's already always somebody worse off than you. And there's always somebody who's not as worse off as you. Remember that. You're not alone. Everybody is having problems. And every problem is fixable. Thank you. Um... Sky asks, David, do you think it is possible that when others' loved ones communicate with us and we don't share the info, we could end up blocking ourselves from receiving more info? I know anything is possible. Just looking for more perspectives and I value your opinion. Well, thank you so much, Sky. Um, so, do you think it's possible that others' loved ones communicate with us and we don't share the info? Listen, this is my morals, okay? Every medium has their own morals. I will never, ever, ever, ever... I don't care if a network paid me a billion dollars to just walk up to strangers on the street and start giving reads. I just find that stupid. Um, unless if something was really strong, uh, just out of nowhere, and you, you might want to have maybe talk to that person and say, hi, you know, nice day. Hey, by the way, do you believe in mediums at all? And if they say no, I walk away. You know, if they say yes, I do believe in mediums. And then and if, you need to, you say, well, listen, I happen to be a medium and this person and that person is here and this is who they are. And if that person says, yes, I know who that is, then give the message. Most mediums don't do that though. The ones I see in the street, they'll just, just say, I have a strong parent figure here. I'm like, come on, please stop. Do you have a parent or not have a parent? Let's just get on with it. This is an on the street reading. You better have a good message and it better be perfect. If a spirit wants you to give that message, it's going to be accurate. Okay? That's just how it is, I think. Um, some information, we pick up information all the time that sometimes we shouldn't give out. That's why I always tell mediums and psychics and healers, you have to learn discernment. You have to know what's right and what's wrong. We get a lot of information that doesn't necessarily mean that we should be giving it out. I'm told lots of things by spirit that they're like, you can, here's the information. You're picking it up. It's up to you to use it how you need to. There are stuff that I just won't say just because I know it's not the right time. So I don't, but it's always going to be your call. I, I'm not going to judge another person, I guess. And you know, I, I say that, but 
I don't want to judge another medium and say that's wrong what they do, but I will tell you that I have zero respect for it when they just walk up to people out of the blue, especially with a TV camera behind them. You don't know how you're going to affect somebody's life. That might, that's something that might seem really positive at that moment. They might walk away later on and go into some deep depression because something was brought up and they're not fixing it. So you might change their life in a, in a bad way and you don't know it. So I always say, let them come to you. Spirit can bring people to you. Most mediums I know, we don't even, I mean, we advertise that, yeah, we have a website and stuff, but we don't hunt people down because spirit brings the right people to you. In fact, just yesterday, two of the readings that I had, the only two readings that I needed that I was going to do yesterday, I only had two of them, both ended up being about the same exact topic, which was not really on death and dying. It was something totally different. And when that happens, you just got to think to yourself, well, they set that up, you know, they know what they're doing on the other side. So that would be my answer. You can do what you want to do, but I basically, if if the information wasn't meant to be given or if I have to work to give that information to somebody, then the information probably isn't worth giving. Okay. Um, Aisling, I, hopefully I didn't say that wrong. For those who don't believe, what happens when they get to the other side? Are they like, man, why was I so blind to this side? I know I have funny scenarios I put in my head. Um, no, we, not right away when you leave here because everybody's different. Old souls, really old souls, usually when they leave here, right when they recognize it, right when they close their eyes and start to go over there, they go, oh, I'm back home. This is awesome. And they just kind of fly through everything and get through it. Ones who haven't done it as much sometimes get lost, don't know where to go, but it, people find you. You're fine. Um, the ones who don't believe, I've done readings with ones that were atheists, complete, like total atheists or ones that were had no belief in anything I do who said, Hey, this is cool. Yeah. I remembered when I got back here, I just kept forgetting why I was there. That forgetfulness was just really strong. I think it starts to come back to you really quite quickly. So, um, I don't think anybody goes, Oh man, oh man, you know, what was I doing? I wasted my life. They don't do that. They just say, you know what? Hey, I forgot. Here I am. It's all cool again. So that would be it for that one. Thank you. And then Antoinette says, do we reincarnate? And if so, how many times? Antoinette, I am a strong believer in reincarnation um, just because I had the proof given to me. So I do believe in reincarnation. I don't believe this is a one-shot deal. I kind of think that would be stupid if it was a one-shot deal. I mean, can you imagine just being created, thrown down here, and then have a bunch of people tell you, if you don't do it right, you go burn someplace. That's just stupid. Um, that's I don't know. That for me just doesn't make sense. No, you can come back as many times as you want. Um, it, there is no how many times. Not that I know of. I've never ever had a guide or anybody ever tell me this is how many times. But if you want to look at it this way, if you want to go back to the main source, which is what everybody's uh, pretty much goes for, is coming going back to being all that there is again, everything, all that there is again, the part of God or universe or whatever, you literally have to go and do every life ever lived here and experience it. You have to have every experience that there ever could be in order to go back. So that's how many times. <laughs> okay. And then there's 
more places to reincarnate here outside of Earth. There's other dimensions to reincarnate in, other timelines to reincarnate in, other planets to reincarnate on, other just uh, places to go. Just billions of them. So uh, that would be my answer. And Rachel Jarvis is next. What's the difference between dimensions and densities? I looked at this earlier, and I don't understand uh, that question as much. I call them both. I think it's just labels on words. Um, it's like some people call dimensions levels. Some people call uh, densities would be how thick something is. You know, if you want to look at if you're if you're in a lower density. That would mean that you're probably like an earth. We'll say with earth. So a low density would mean I was of a low vibration. So the vibration's moving really slow. It's the fan blade that you can still see when the fan is on because it's moving too slow. If you speed up the fan where it's moving fast, then you'll see through it. That's a high density. So a higher density means it's moving super, super fast. Low density is super, super slow. So a dimension would be places. Like right now you're sitting in one dimension, but there could be another dimension where you're sitting just like this, but your hair is blonde instead of dark or your hair is red instead of green or you're on a different planet, just a different dimension. That would be what I would say is the difference. Um, Rachel asks, asks another Rachel. This is another Rachel. She asks, how do I know who my spirit guide is? Um, just ask. That's it. Just ask and know they're there. In order to connect to your spirit guide, one, you have to have complete belief in that you have a guide. Okay? You have to believe that you have a guide and everything else, and then you can probably get their name and all that. Even if you don't believe in angels or guides or anything, you still have them. Even murderers have guides. Everybody has a guide. Everybody, no matter who they are. Nobody is ever alone. There is always a spirit or a friend or consciousness that is right with you all the time trying to help you. Just keep that in mind. I would say just try being quiet. Take three deep breaths. Have the intention to get a name and just ask in your head, what is your name? And whatever you get, keep. Just keep that for now and use that name. They'll change it later if they need to. Plus, a lot of people fail to realize this. If you are one that believes in reincarnation, I haven't been back here as David 500 times. I've been other people with other names. So we've all had many names, many appearances, many personalities. All right. Thank you, Rachel. The next one is from Brooklyn. Since we all have guides, angels, etc., when we meet people, do our respective guides interact or collaborate? For example, when I marry my husband-to-be, will our guides be working properly as a team? Brooklyn, great question, and absolutely yes. Yes, they um, guides can collaborate. In fact, if, you're, if you are trying to help another person, you know, and people always say pray for them, I think praying for somebody unknowingly is not really like a cool thing to do. Um, if they ask for prayers, yes, give them prayers because the guide in your soul is going to take those prayers if they're needed. If you ask to talk to somebody else's guide and just say, I have the best intentions to help this person. And if you can, could you please help them? If not, I understand. Send this energy someplace else. You know, that's all you need to do. But if you're like with your husband or so on and so forth, yes, I believe that your guides do converse back and forth. 
because they know the plan better than well our soul knows the plan but we're we're pretty forgetful right now so our guides know the plan and they keep us there so yeah i believe that they communicate together okay lovely lovely g she asks how come uh, spirit doesn't connect with all mediums they'll talk to some and won't appear to others um it's our vibration um it's who we get along with i've had a few spirits who uh, not many but i've had a few who it was hard to connect with for whatever reason i mean we're meeting somebody for the first time we have to get along and that's basically it it's whether we get along and then there are mediums out there if they can't connect to somebody they always give an excuse instead of just simply saying i don't know why but i just can't connect and I've done that before. I can think of three times in all the readings that I've done, which is lots of them, where I just simply could not understand or get them for some reason. I don't know why. Um, one person did come back. And when they came back to me again, because I, re I refunded their money because I'm like, I cannot get the person they wanted. I could not get them. I got nothing. Everything I said, it was wrong. I was like, no, okay, I got nothing. But they came back again. I offered them to come back again. I said, if you want to, here's your money back. Get another reading and I'll try again. And they did. That time, that person came through right away. The reason I think with that situation is because they did come through the first time. But what happened is that spirit, um, that spirit ended their life early. And that person I'm speaking to would not believe that. They kept saying that it was somebody else who did it for them. And that wasn't true. And they had enough time to think about it, found out some other information. So when they came back, that spirit could openly tell them everything that happened. So there's different reasons, but that's pretty much why. Okay, thank you, lovely. Uh, Diana, she says, hi, David, my daughter and I were wondering what the difference is between ghosts and spirits. I feel spirits are more like angels that are all around to protect us and guide us. Ghosts feel like souls that are caught between the living and the unliving realms almost like they're scared to cross over so they stay between realms and sometimes cause chaos for some people what is the truth about these two please and thank you i can tell you my truth how's that um i i will never sit and tell anybody that i am the end all be all of all information but for me from what you're saying a ghost is usually like some people when they leave here don't want to leave or they're really attached to the physical life. They don't want to go yet. They haven't got done yet. They're not stuck. But the astral realm that is kind of on the outside of the earth. Let's just say there's earth and there's an astral realm that surrounds it. The astral. That's where a lot of us go. Like when we dream and we sleep. That's where ghosts are. Or people who haven't crossed over. That's usually because we can see them yet. Um, that's why some can see them. I should say. Because they're only as far as the astral realm. If they're not as if they're further than the astral realm, the normal naked eye probably couldn't be able to see them. You wouldn't be able to photograph them or anything else. It'd be very difficult. They have to spirits way on the other side, which is what you are, a spirit or a soul, has to come very close in order to be seen. A ghost is somebody who hasn't gone over that far. There are, unfortunately, and I'm gonna say this, and people might you don't have to believe me or not, most of the ghosts or that I've spoken to, and that sounds funny, doesn't it? 
um, who haven't gone over and who are actual ghosts usually have a big religious background and they were indoctrinated with hell and with bad things happening for them. So in their consciousness, they think that if they go over to heaven, they're going to be punished for something that they did. And that's simply not true. That's not true. And a lot of people think that their sins, I guess, quote unquote, are punishable, where sometimes those sins were so stupid, they were so minor, that just you thought that they were bad, and they weren't. So that's basically, for me, the difference between a spirit and a ghost. A ghost is somebody who just hasn't gone past the astral. A spirit is somebody who is past the astral, and those are the spirit people that I know of. Um, There are some spirit people who do hang out in the astral realm, but they're able to go in and out. They're fine with it, but there are some who don't want to go past it. So those would be the ghosts. About them creating chaos, I don't know. Usually it's, I think it's misinterpreted chaos, really. I think half the time they just want to go, hey, I'm here. You know, they're frustrated. How come I can see you and you can't see me? How come I'm standing right next to you and you can't see me? So they might throw stuff around or get that energy to do things. Usually that's all it is. Not always, but usually. Thank you for asking that. That was the last question I had so far, you guys, on this post. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question or are interested in being in my group, you can just go to the Spirit Experience on Facebook page, and I will put questions in there. Also, we have lives that go on in there, and I have some talented friends and new people, up-and-coming people who do tarot tarot reads or oracle card reads right in the posts. So feel free to join if you like. Thank you so much for listening, you guys, and you have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Mystic Stew. And if you have an idea for a show or would like to be a guest on Mystic Stew, write to me at david at theywhispertome.com. If you'd like to know more about me, you can go to my website, theywhispertome.com. I'm also on Facebook at They Whisper to Me for my page on my Facebook group, The Spirit Experience. You can find me on YouTube as The Spirit Experience, or you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Medium David Hansel. Thank you so much for listening once again. And remember, your journey here is important and who you are is important. So do the best you can and be good to others. Have a great day.